You've heard of every story having multiple sides, right? Well, I decided to get the full scoop. These are all true stories of love, lust, and putting yourself out there, as scary as that can be. I'm Brendan, and this is the Meet Cute Diaries. Hooray! Okay, well, my name is Abigail Fitzgerald. I am 28 years old, and I will be only for another few weeks because my birthday is coming up, so soon to be 29. So we've been together since February of 2014, so that means we just celebrated nine years of being together because our first date was on February 21st, 2014. So yeah, 2024 is just around the corner. That's a wild thing to think about. I have to tell you, it's really surreal. Uh, My name is Brad Meyer. I'm 29 years old. Um, My wife, Abigail, and I met uh, almost a little over nine years ago, almost to the day. Anyway, okay, so let's talk about how me and Brad met. So just a little context of where I was in my life at the time that Brad and I met. I was definitely in my, what, so it was sophomore year of college, freshman year, living in the city. I am not from a big city. So most of that first year of college was me just like breaking out, testing the waters, getting to know myself a little bit. It all kind of started with a friend of mine, Brittany, at the time, again, probably the early sophomore year of college, she just wait, went on a date, uh, her first date with a guy that she ended up dating. They were dating for, I don't know, two, three years probably. Um, and they met on OkCupid. And I was not really, like, Tinder was, like, kind of just a thing at the time. And it was, like, blown up. And people were, like, all over it. At the time we met, I feel like that's really when apps were, like, taking off. Like, I remember taking my first Uber ride in Chicago and being like, oh, this is really cool. You can hail a cab from your phone. And then it feels like it only took like six months to a year after that. And that's like the only way you got around. And I feel like the dating apps were the same way. So I remember I had a friend of mine because I was on Tinder and that was very casual. Um, but then I had a friend of mine named TJ um, and he was like, oh, I'm on OkCupid. And we were all sitting around in our apartment in Chicago, um, me and my roommates at the time and him. And so we all like got on OkCupid and like made accounts at the same time as a total joke because OkCupid was kind of known as the app that was like, I don't know, Tinder didn't have the reputation just yet because it was so new. But I feel like OkCupid at the time was like, eh, that's not serious either. So I, we all jo- joined as a joke, not really thinking that anything would actually happen from it. Um, and that was just kind of not my vibe. But Brittany, my friend, uh, convinced me that I should try it out. I was like, oh, fine, okay. So I did. Um, and then literally like two days later, I matched with Abigail on OkCupid and we started talking. I feel like I was only on there for a few months. And then I met Brad. And I I still remember what his profile picture looked like because I just thought it was like really funny and endearing. You probably remember what he looked like back in these times, Brendan. Um, But he was wearing like this, I think he was wearing like a purple tank top and he was holding a baby. And like the caption of the photo was like, this is not my baby. (laughs) And I was like, 
this is funny. Like this guy has a sense of humor. He was obviously cute, um, which I would, you know, come to find later that he had just lost a bunch of weight. Um, but he was like really muscular and everything. And I was like, oh yeah, at first glance, like I'll swipe right or whatever the equivalent of okay Cupid was. Maybe I hearted it or something. Yeah. And then uh, we we went off the app and started texting each other. <laughs> That's how you know it starts getting serious. Uh, and then we decided we were gonna go on a date. And I was kind of hesitant, to be honest with you, when we first were doing this, because he was very nice. He was very not threatening. Um, which was a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you, because I think we've all been on dating apps and some people just jump right into it and just, you know, they want what they want and that's fine. But it was like, it kind of took me by surprise that he seemed so genuine about wanting to get to know me and wanting to like tell me about him, um, which really caught me off guard, to be honest with you. So it took me a minute to adjust to that. We um, decided on uh intelligentsia which for the uneducated is a big uh coffee roaster in chicago there's some in la too i think there might be like some in most big cities but they're based in chicago and they have like brick and mortar locations we picked one on jackson in the south loop sort of near um union station uh, which worked out because it was kind of in between where both of us worked. So we were going to meet after work. I think the plan was five or six. I think it was probably six. And it was approximate to like when he was going to be getting off of school and I was going to be getting off of work for the day. And, you know, as the day came, I realized that I was going to be able to get off work early that day. I can't remember why. Like it was an early closure for something. And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to hang around <laughs> the South Loop. She was like, oh, I got here early. Let me know if you can come meet me. But I was still at work. I couldn't get off work yet. And I was flipping out because Brittany, my friend, who was the one that suggested I try OkCupid in the first place, her now at this point boyfriend, the one that she met on OkCupid, beefed his opportunity on their first date and showed up late. And I remember her complaining about it. And I was like, oh no, I can't be like this guy and show up late. So I actually got out of work early that day because I wanted to go on this date with Abigail. So And if he can't handle me moving this time, then like to be honest with you, he's not going to be able to handle me because I'm pretty impulsive at times. So I was like, this strikes me as like a litmus test. Like if he can't adjust to this and he's like freaked out by this, then honestly, we may not be a good match anyway, because like I do this type of shit all the time. (laughs) I come later to find out it wasn't just happenstance. Like she got there early. She did it on purpose as like a test, which to this day I think is shitty, but you know, I passed. So fine. I could tell when he came in that he was like a little flustered and had like rushed there to try and get there as close to the time that I had been there as possible. Um, and since it was February, it was really cold. So I remember he like got to the coffee shop and he like introduced himself, whatever. And I walk up and she'll probably tell you she vividly remembers me putting her hand on her shoulder and going, Abigail. <laughs> and then he dropped all his stuff and he's like, I'm going to go get a coffee. He's like, I'm really sorry that, you know, I didn't get here when you did or else I would have bought your coffee. I'm like, oh no, it's fine. Uh, I think we both just got regular coffees. I do remember that we both thought it was funny that we were Splenda people. Um, we're both Splenda fans. 
Um, which probably means we're gonna get cancer. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> oh, he remembers what I ordered? Wow. Or does he only remember what he ordered? <sighs> I don't know. It had to have just been like a drip or like the pour over coffee since that's all Intelligentsia does, you know? And both of us sort of after the fact agreed a coffee date is a perfect first date because if it's going well, you can stay really long and, and be there for hours. And if it's kind of shitty, it's an easy one to sort of get out of, you know? It's a coffee. It's fine. We're just trying to get to know each other. So we left all his stuff. He goes and he gets his coffee. And then when he comes back, I told him, I'm like, wow, you must really feel like you trust me because I totally could have just walked off with all your stuff. You left like all of your stuff, you left your keys, you left, I mean, you took your credit card, but like you left all your other shit here. Like I could have just gone off with it. And he was like, oh, well, I'm glad that you didn't. <laughs> but it would, I, it really did just strike me that way that like who leaves all of their stuff with someone that they literally just met five seconds ago. That was just very odd to me. And maybe it's just me being a woman moving through the world. That's how I approach things. Um, but I, I truly do think that it's just a, Brad is a very happy-go-lucky person most of the time. And so that was like a good intro for me into who he is because he was just like, oh yeah, like I've been chatting with this person. Like why, would, why wouldn't I be able to just like do this? Like I kind of trust this person. We were there for, I think like four hours. They closed at like nine. I think. Um, and then they had to kick us out. Uh, and I vividly remember that as well. I think we actually shut the intelligentsia down that day. Um, we, we were there talking until closing time. I remember we had a window seat. So we were like able to look like the Manadnock building is kind of weird. We're like, we were sitting and like looking into the lobby of the building, but we're just chatting and whatever. And I was having a really good time. And I remember that we covered a lot of ground on that first date. Like, he told me that he had a brother that was adopted and he just like really opened up and it just struck me that I think that we both prioritize the same type of information when we're getting to know people. I do remember Abigail said she was impressed that I brought up the adoption of my brother. She thought that was vulnerable, <laughs> vulnerable information to give up on a first date. My younger brother, he's adopted. But, you know, I just thought it was part of my life. I was just sharing who I am and what I know. And I guess that got me some points on our first date. So thank you, Matthew, if you're listening. Like, I, th I really got a sense that, like, when we meet new people, we approach it in a similar way. And when we're trying to say, like, this is who I am, these are the things that are important to me. So when he talked about his family and he talked about his career goals, I think it was honestly on our first date. He was like, oh, I'm studying sound and I'm going to move to Los Angeles one day. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. Hilarious. Of course you're going to move to Los Angeles someday. And I'm, I went to school for creative writing. I was always, you know, in the circle of people who were aspiring artists and things. So it wasn't surprising to me to hear something like that. But also, you always take that with a grain of salt. You're like, eh, realistically, is that actually going to happen? But come to find out that Brad is actually a very motivated person. And when he puts his mind to something, he actually goes and he does it. Yeah, God, what else did we talk about? I do remember... Oh, the big one. 
we found out, and it wasn't until a little bit later, but we can sort of um, sort of correlate it to our first date. But we found out maybe five, six dates in that Abigail and I had already previously met each other before we started talking on OkCupid and went on our first date. Because, like I said earlier, a lot of the cities, schools in Chicago, they intermingle, and we had a lot of, um, like friends in the same circles um i was in film school at the time abigail was an english major so she was friends with a lot of like screenwriters and stuff like that and um so we had like a lot of like mutual friends that we didn't really know about and about a year prior to our first date uh, we had met each other at a halloween party at a mutual friend's house brad swears it was a halloween party I don't think it was a Halloween party, but he thinks it was a Halloween party and it would have been the one where I was dressed as a black cat. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. The, yeah. the sin of yeah. sophomore college girl, literally just wearing yeah. all black with cat ears, yeah. probably in a tail yeah. and whiskers. Oh, probably. Oh yeah. yeah. Because, okay. It's half me being in college, but also half me. I don't dress up for Halloween ever. So that was a good effort, I have to say. That was me trying. She, as part of her costume, I, I, it was something stupid. Like she slapped on some makeup and was like a cat or something. Um, she'll she'll admit the same. Uh, she was wearing a Purdue t-shirt. And we ended up talking about that later. Because, um, you know, her whole family are big Purdue fans. I was not all there for this encounter. I, like when I when I, I remember when it came to me, it was like, you know, when you are in a movie and like some or you're watching a movie and someone in the movie has like flashbacks and it's just like, bah, bah, bah. like, oh, no, this happened. Oh, no, this happened. And now I need to like retrace my steps. It's like every like drunk college movie ever where it's kind of like the hangover. That's exactly what happened. It was like, oh, no, like there's a tiger in my closet. Now I need to like figure out why that happened. That's exactly how it felt when I realized that he and I had met before, I was like, oh no, the breadcrumbs are all now starting to like form a, a picture. And now I don't know what to do with this information. And it's really freaking me out because I think I was not in good shape. <laughs> the first time that we met, I have to be honest. And I was there with some friends that like, when it came to the point into us dating where I was like, oh, I want you to meet some of my friends. She was like, oh, I remember these people from this Halloween party. And then, like, I was with them. I went together with a group of friends. So, um, like, we realized we had mutual friends and knew the same people and then realized we were at that same party together and, and hit it off. But I will say, I do remember it, again, in a, a kind of a cinematic way where, like, I was sitting in cheesies and then it was just, like, <gasps> like a rush of, like, <sighs> It was like, oh my god, I'm back at the party, and holy shit, there he is. And I was like, oh no, that's so bad. Oh no, it's going to be the end of everything, and it's all my fault. That was it. But it ended up being okay. It was <laughs> ended up being totally okay. <laughs> Again, just so dramatic about the seriousness of everything, but that's that's my M.O., yeah, and then I remember we left our first date, and Abigail said something along the lines of, uh, and let me rewind, what I'm about to say proves that we didn't eat food when we were at the coffee shop, 
and intelligentsia because she was like, oh, I'm kind of hungry, like on our way out. Um, do you want to go grab some food? And during our date, we had talked about our Chipotle, like our go-to Chipotle orders. <laughs> we talked about Chipotle in some capacity during the date. I don't know. I think it was because, yeah, we, we like, somehow it came up that I had never had a Chipotle burrito. And Abigail had never gotten a Chipotle burrito before. She always, her go-to orders a bowl. He was like disgusted that I had never had a burrito from Chipotle. And he's like, oh my God, I can't believe that. I'm like, what? It's the same thing. Just there's no tortilla. And I was like, you know, what? You've never had Chipotle burrito? We got to get you Chipotle burrito stat. And he's like, oh my God, we have to go to Chipotle. We have to go to Chipotle. We have to get you a burrito so that we can like correct this egregious wrong in your life. And I'm like, okay, like, let's go right now. How about that? So we got kicked out of Intelligentsia. And I'm like, okay, like, do you want to go to Chipotle right now? We can just like keep the ball rolling. And he's like, oh, actually, like, I don't, I don't think that we can. Like, I got to be somewhere. I got to get back to my apartment. And I was like, oh, okay. And I purposely said no. I was like, oh, no. You know, I was getting later when I, well, I forgot what my excuse was. But it's because I saw the opportunity to go to Chipotle as a second date. And in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe this didn't go as well as I thought it did. Because I think that he, I think that I've given him an opportunity to like keep talking to me. And he's been like, no, I, I would rather not. I'm just going to go home. <laughs> So I was like, I'm probably never going to talk to this person again. And again, this is me coming off of like very casually dating multiple people over the past year and a half. And I just kind of resigned myself to like, oh, yeah, maybe I just got my hopes up and like, this just isn't going to go anywhere. And that's totally fine. Um, I had to walk to the Brown Line because at the time I lived off of the um, Southport stop of the Brown Line. So I remember like being all bundled up and we hugged goodbye and everything. And I'm like, oh, that was nice. But like, I'll never talk to him again. because He doesn't want to talk to me. So then I walked to the train and I just, it, it was so strange. And it's very cinematic in my memory, this particular moment, because I don't know why I stored this away at the time, but like I moved my car and I got onto the train and I remember like sitting on the Brown Line train. And, and again, it was cold. So like the window kind of fogged up. And I just remember like looking at myself in the window and I'm like, oh, you look kind of sad. And then like Brad texts me. I was sitting there like looking at myself in the foggy window of the train and he's like oh I had a really great time like let's do this again sometime and we did like five days a week later or something we went to Chipotle she did get a burrito <laughs> um but it was super awkward I remember this she'll tell you that she'll tell you this too um at our second date during Chipotle, which isn't like romantic in any sense at all, but it was like kind of a little inside joke between us at this point. We had talked about it on our first date. So Chipotle, great. And we got there and he's like, okay, like you have to get a burrito because that's like the whole reason that we're doing this. I'm like, okay, fine. Like I'll get a burrito. And I wanted to get, I'm trying to think. I wanted to get a meat. I can't remember which one it was. But like he wanted to get one meat, like let's say for the purposes of the story, he wanted to get chicken and I wanted to get pork. And they had pork, but they didn't have chicken. Right in between Abigail ordering and me ordering, they ran out of, what was it, chicken, I think? And I had ordered like a chicken burrito. So they made me wait till they like cooked up more chicken on the grill or something. 
and they let Abigail go ahead, and so she had to, like, check out on her own, and I had to, like, hang back and wait for more chicken to be made. So I was just like, oh, okay, like, I'll get us a seat, like, don't worry about it, and I went and I paid for my burrito, <laughs> and I didn't even think, like, oh my god, we're on a date, like, he probably wanted to pay for me. <laughs> But again, I, th that's just so indicative of my personality, too. And it was also, as I think about it, like what I was trying to do is being like, I'm not the type of person that I need you to support me in that way. Like, I'm, I'm a very independent person and I can go out and do my own things. I can buy my own burrito. Thank you very much. Even if we're on a date. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I think she knew I was trying to pay for her and like, you know, be a chivalrous gentleman about it. But um, the, the universe had uh, other plans. Yeah. He was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, I was totally going to buy your burrito and all of this. I was like, Brad, it's totally fine. Don't even worry about it. So then we sat and we ate our food. And then the other funny thing that happened there um, and maybe it's not funny. Maybe it's just funny in my memory. But, like, this is my first burrito, and he made, like, a very big deal of, like, oh, my God, this is your first Chipotle burrito. Like, what a moment in your life. What a milestone. And I opened the burrito, and it just, like, instantly fell apart because it was rolled poorly. It just, like, burst open. <laughs> so I still had to eat it like it was a bowl. And he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that that was such a bust. And I'm like, yeah, I just, and I haven't ordered a burrito since, to be honest with you, because I think they're stupid. I don't know why you would buy a burrito when you can just have a perfectly good bowl. <laughs> but you know what? I tried it. I tried it just for him. And then, uh, let's see, I, I remember our third date, too. It was because we started dating in February, February 21st. And early March were the Oscars that year. It was the year that Ellen hosted and got that like famous selfie with all those people. <laughs> um, Meryl, here's my idea, okay? So you are nominated, it's a record breaking 18 times, right? So I thought we would try to break another record right now with the most retweets of a photo. Okay. So right now, I'm gonna take a picture of us okay. and then we'll see if we can break the record for the most retweets okay. and then Get her in. Yeah, you should get in here too, Julia. I just do this. You, no, lean, lean in. Channing, if you can get in also. Channing. Bradley, will you come in? No, I want you in it. Jennifer, come in also. I'll take it. Brad, get in here. I'll take it. No, I'm doing it. Angie. Lupita. All right. Okay, wait. Oh, sorry. Okay, good. Wait, this way. This way. Wait a minute. this many times. Meryl. Meryl. No, Meryl, can you take it now? Meryl, can you take it? I can't get everybody in here. Can we fight All right, again? I got a boot. This... Okay. Arm Your arm. All right. My arm goes way All right. My arm's definitely better. Go. Okay. That's hey, that's Ready? good. Look at us. Ready? Nice. <laughs> oh, yes. We did it. Oh, I've never tweeted before. Oh, retweeted. That's the most retweeted in the history. Chiwetel, hi. Were you in here? I wasn't. Wait a second. Okay. Okay. All right. I think we have it. Thank you. Oh, did you get in on that too? God, you're a photo hog. So 2014. And she invited me over to her house to watch the Oscars. That was our third date. He came over, he met my roommates. I remember he brought stuff and he made guacamole. I was like, ooh, and he can cook. Look at this. I brought all the ingredients to make guacamole and we made guacamole together. So romantic. And I think, again, that was a piggyback off of our previous date at Chipotle because there's something came up about the guacamole 
we were like cuddling on the couch and I was like he has to kiss me before he leaves tonight like the vibes are feeling right the guacamole was flowing and it was delicious we just watched these cops get murdered like it has to be the perfect time for him to like give me a good night kiss and he just like got up packed up his chips it <laughs> was like Bye, I'll talk to you later. I'll like, I'll text you later. And I was like, I remember standing in the doorway after we were done and just rethinking about, okay, he could have kissed me here. He could have kissed me there. Like there were so many opportunities for that to happen. He must just not be into it. Like something must have happened tonight that I didn't catch on to. And I believe that was the night we shared our first kiss also post Ellen Oscars. So Ellen DeGeneres really set in the mood, you know? (laughs) So I was sitting there and I'm just like, man, like maybe this is the end of it here. But then he he called me again and was like, okay, like let's hang out. Let's go meet my friends. So then that was the next. So that must've been fourth date at that point where we went to his friend at UIC who smoked cigarettes and lived in a garden apartment and had a black cat. It was super edgy. And, you know, so we went and we just like hung out. I got to meet his friends um, who lived in his dorm who were super important to him. So yeah, we, we've had a really great time, chilled out. And then after that, we took the train back and we went back to his apartment. He finally kissed me and I was like, okay, excellent. Finally crossed the bridge. We're good to go. And then we got married. <laughs> he's just a perfect fit for me because nine times out of ten, he's just gonna be like, "Abigail, calm down. Like, it's not that serious. If it is serious, we'll handle it. Like, don't worry about it." So, yeah, I I just really value that in him too as a partner. It's really awesome. Really awesome. Yeah, I mean, I never understood what the big hoo ha about being married is like. It's surprisingly easy if you just find someone you like and get along with. Um, like so many people hate their spouses, and Abigail and I all the time are just like, "What are what, what are with these people? Why would you marry that person person in the first place?" And like a lot of people's like personality is like, "Oh, I hate my I can't stand my wife or whatever," and it's like. Uh, uh, come on, if that's all you have going for you, that's fucking sad. <laughs> But also, like, you know, even love is like, yeah, I love Abigail, but, like, marry someone you like. Like, Abigail's literally, sorry if Jordan's listening, Abigail's my best friend. It's true. Like, we just love hanging out and doing stuff together. Um, And uh, that hasn't gotten old yet. 